Today's episode of the Plus Art Podcast is sponsored to you by Anchor.com, the easiest way to get your podcast for free. Go to Anchor.com or Anchor.fm to get your podcast started today for free. And now on to today's episode of the Russell Art Podcast. Everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Wrestle Art Podcast Wrestling Roundup. This is the week for August the second, two thousand and twenty-one. I am the reigning, defending, undisputed Wrestle Art Champion Peyton Cash, and joining me here today, as always, the King of the Cruiserweights of the CMU, Olet Thomas. So. The Advance King Plud, Thomas Noble. Hold the name of the Red King Plud and praise in FIFA 21, I save alleged favorite club. Okay. And. And. And the Joker, Ross Blocks. Chicken. And pancakes. I ate chicken before this, so <laughs> nice. So uh, we are doing the the week the weekly around of for August the second, two thousand and twenty one. But um, sadly, bef- during the week, um, Black Friday happened again. So ah. <sighs> yeah, yep. As as you may already know, Black Friday means releases happened so th- it was even worse this Friday is Friday the 13th oh oh right oh yeah oh right early, and they just and decided early, to and, and the thing is I was the first one to found out about those releases when we watched that we the first one out oh man this this sucks, man. This really- I've got the oh, list of everyone who's released, anyways. Randy uh, Orton's back tonight. Yep. Oh yeah, Randy Orton. Randy Orton tonight. comes back tonight. Doesn't only return; he starts off the show too. 
Yeah. But now, let's talk about Lost Monday. Wait, hold on, hold on. I gotta talk about the releases, about who got released. Got the Why don't we right talk here. about the releases on the Friday show, which is the SmackDown show? Whoa. Um... Yeah, why not? It did happen. Yeah, it did happen on Friday. It did happen on. Yeah, Friday. why not? Why not? Uh, all right, Rosk, go ahead and do Raw while I look for the releases and get them ready for for, for Friday. Oh, don't worry, I already have the releases pulled up for uh, when we get to that. All right then, all yours. So, we start off the show with Lashley and MVP addressing Goldberg and even confronting their son, which had Goldberg appear and then freaking spear the hell out of MVP. First of all, MVP deserves to get speared. Okay, first of all, MVP deserves to get speared. No one trash talks to Goldberg's family. No. His son really grew up, Gage. I know he did. He's a real man now. <laughs> yep. He he grew up so fast. So very and then fast. Next, after that, we had a two-on-one handicap match. Veer and Shanky going up against Drew McIntyre. The Scottish Warrior backed Veer to the corner and unloaded on him, but Shanky ended up tagging in. They ran on McIntyre into the ring post together. Mahal's sidekicks kept the upper hand for a couple of minutes before McIntyre began to build up a head of steam. Veer took the brunt of his offense, which is only fair after Shanky had to take a few dozen shots from a steel chair. Mahal ended up causing a DQ when he attacked McIntyre with a chair. Lucasade. So the winner of that... Hmm? Lucasade. <laughs> Not the Lucasade again! <laughs> Get the water! <laughs> so, with that happening... You and your goddamn Lucasade. McIntyre... McIntyre picks up the win via DQ by Jinder Mahal. I've also been hearing that the rumors that that match is going to go down at SummerSlam, McIntyre and Mahal, in some kind of Punjabi prison. There's been talks about it. No way. It could... Even McIntyre talked about it being a, a Punjabi prison, prison? Yes. Punjabi prison match? Oh! McIntyre actually talked about it. I don't remember I don't where he talked about it. I don't it, mind the Punjabi prison match. Just do not... Bring back the great car, leave. <laughs> no, 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 don't do it. McIntyre said don't about do it. Something yeah. else McIntyre said about it is he wants to make the Punjabi prison be more visible, so it's not just a bunch of bars that are blocking the view mm -hmm. for the fans. That's something right. McIntyre said. Yeah, Punjabi prison much. Well, I mean, the thing is, they could they they could just see it from the screen, but. Yeah, but they're not there to watch the screen, are they? If they want to watch the screen, they stay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm a fucking huge fan of people jumping prison matches here. And a lot, like, what is the well, most famous... No, no, no. Oh, stay down. Stay down. Stay down. But anyway, the next match we had was a tag team match between Mansoor and Mustafa Ali going against Mace and T-Bar. T-Bar... Well, Thomas. <sighs> to be honest, b before you continue, I I think that T Bar and Mace are like the worst tag team ever in in this industry. Why do you say that? Ever. They always lose. Ever. 
Ever. What do you mean? What do you mean they always lose? Ever since, ever since they've become a tag team, they always lose. Even, even though. Oh, well, the thing is, this match, they actually picked up the win against Mansoor and Ali. Well, then I. I what are you gonna say now? I, I never mind about that though. Oh. <laughs> Worst tag team ever. I, 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 I move on. Just move on. Let's, let's, let's not. Yeah. yeah. Let's just move yeah. on. Dewdrop versus Tamina. After Natalia was injured during a tag match last week, Tamina was forced to fly solo this week as she took on Dewdrop, who had Eva Marie in her corner. They collided into each other a couple times before Tamina took Dewdrop off her feet. Eva got on the apron to distract Tamina and prevent her from hitting a superfly splash. Dewdrop ran her into the ring post and then hit an elbow drop for a two count. And that's when the crowd started a short CM Punk chant while Tamina tried to regain her composure. Those CM Punk chants from that classic Chicago crowd. I would know. Of course they did. Of course. I would know. They, uh, they also chanted, We Want Wyatt. They did chant that. Because it was the first show that Wyatt, obviously, after really? Wyatt got... Yeah. Uh, Eva tried to give Dewdrop some instructions, but Tamina was able to avoid the crossbody, hit a Samoan drop, and pinned Dewdrop. And then that's when we... And that's when Alexa Bliss began taunting Eva Marie from the Titan Tron after the match was over. Yeah. And then another match we had, which was, I think, first a solo match between Damian Priest and John Morrison. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. It started off as Damian Priest and John Morrison after a challenge during the Miz TV. We, I believe Damian Priest picked up the victory, correct? I assume that's yes. right. I believe Priest did to take, take it. And then, yes. but after the victory, he was attacked by Sheamus, and then out came Ricochet to help Damian Priest. Hence how this became a tag team. Ricochet and Damian Priest battling Sheamus and John Morrison. Hmm. And then after that... It would be the same thing happening again. Priest would hit the reckoning on John Morrison, and he would pin John Morrison again for another victory. And yet, and apparently, it seems like they've changed Damian Priest's finisher back to reckoning. Peyton, get off your phone! I'm not even on my phone, asshole. Yes, you are. You listen. I'm not that useful until AEW, so you I don't care. can go F off. So guys, what are your th thoughts on uh, Damian Priest's finisher back to being called The Reckoning? Wow. About time being called The Reckoning, because that's, that's what it should be called, The Reckoning. The only now, reason they changed it to hit the lights was because of Mia Yim's retribution character, but now it's probably gone because the name's back to Reckoning for Damian yeah. Priest. Yeah. Exactly what it is. But next up after that, we had a match between Riddle and Omos. Riddle tried to get the upper hand before the bell by putting Omos in a sleeper hold, but he just easily threw him to the mat. Riddle tried to gain momentum with a few knee strikes, but Omos took him down with one big clothesline to stop him in his tracks. Then he picked Riddle up for a two-handed choke slam, which gave Omos the victory. Jesus. So Riddle just got about wrecked. Wow. It's fine, though. Gosh. He's got Randy Orton. 
tonight. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, Next up. first of all, to cut you off, um, I do have some breaking news. Oh? Yep. Uh, this happened, I believe, today as well. Breaking news. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez will battle Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's title at NXT TakeOver 36 on August 22nd. So I'm getting... Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez get freaking released. No. No, Gonzalez. Wait, what? I, I, th- I, th- I think... No, he- Mercedes Martin. Yeah. It's a different, Mar- it's a different one. It's yeah, a different, one. different one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so... So TakeOver 36 will be after SummerSlam this year. Okay. I know, it's yep. on the Sunday. Surprising. Alright, continue. But anyway, we had another rematch on Monday Night Raw. NXT champion Karrion Cross taking on the limitless Keith Lee. After Keith Lee lost the previous week to Karrion Cross, he got himself a rematch against him. And at the end of the match, Keith Lee would hit a spirit bomb on Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee would pick up a victory against Karrion Cross. I honestly don't know what WWE is doing with Cross. That's that's two shows Jeff Hardy's missing now. So could he be back tonight? Maybe. Probably. He could be back potentially. Maybe. I think there will. I think they will continue the feud between Hardy and Cross though. Oh, when yeah. Hardy comes back. Definitely. They've got to because there's no way in hell Cross is done with Hardy. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if this is an NXT title match on like SummerSlam or something. Oh God! Him having to defend the NXT title two nights in a row. So. Goodness. I mean, I mean, like the possibility if the two NXT titles have cross retain, they get to have Samoa Joe win the match. Yeah, but then, that's the thing, though. If Joe, like, wins the match, Cross has an excuse that, oh, I had sold the day before, or not, so they can carry on the story, you know? Yeah. But next, after that, we had a 24-7 championship match between Reggie and Akira Tozawa. This match was not that long. Reggie would hit a few quick moves, and I think there was the 450 senton that Reginald did against Tazawa for the win, and still 24-7 champion Reginald. Reggie is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, Reggie Reggie. is awesome. Yep, Reginald is one of the most fucking athletic superstars in the the Raw brand. That's what you do great on his own. But the main event for the show was a no-holds-barred match between Raw Women's Champion Nikki Ash and Charlotte Flair. This was a tough match, but in the end of the match, Nikki would gain the upper hand by doing a, a twisted neck, neck breaker in between the ropes, and she would pin Charlotte Flair clean. That's, That's huge. huge. It is very, very huge. Yeah, great win for Nikki. What yes. would that say yeah, about the huge. SummerSlam match? It's because Charlotte said she like Nikki could never beat her then. Yeah. Nikki can never beat her? She, what about she's there? She's pinned her twice now. Yeah. Well, that's the Monday Night Raw. Alright. Now. Oh my god. What? He's only got his camera off because he's off on his phone, guys. We all know. I am not on my phone! <laughs> you good? Yes, I'm good. Go ahead. 
Okay, anyway, starting off NXT, we had Ashante Theodonis and Top Dollar from Hit Row go up against Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde of Legado del Fantasma. In the end, B-Fab would hit a steel chair and Dollar worked together to send... Wait, what the fuck? So, okay, pretty much Hit Row defeats Legato Del Fantasma by disqualification due to, due to B-Fab having a steel chair. That just confused me for a second. But Hit Row defeats Legato Del Fantasma moving on, okay? Okay. okay. Then, I believe we had another match... No, actually, this wasn't for the uh, breakout tournament, I don't think. Ridge Holland versus Ikem and Jiro. Holland would throw Jiro out of the ring afterward to allow Pete Dunne to speak undisturbed. The Bruiserweight put over his crew with Oni Lorcan and Holland as the most dangerous trio in NXT. In the match, Ridge Holland would defeat Ikem and Jiro by pinfall. Well. Squash. Yeah. Next up after that, Roderick Strong with Diamond Mine taking on Bobby Fish. In his last match. Mm-hmm. It was his last match because in the end of the match, Roderick Strong would win with the end of Heartache on Bobby Fish. And then later in that night, Kushida would accept the challenge from Roderick Strong for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So, Roderick Strong versus Kushida, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Wait, how much does uh, Strong weigh? I think he's... 200, I think he's I think, hold, hold up, let me look. Let me look. Roderick okay, Strong. Ro I got it, I got it, I got it. Roderick Strong is 200 pounds. Oh. Pounds flat. He fits category. Perfect. Yeah. Alright. Then next up Second to two five one. Yeah. No. Cameron Grimes oh. and LA Knight versus the GYV. Grizzled Young Vets. AKA Grizzled Young AKA Grizzled Young Vaginas. Yep, and you, at the end, I, you, Raymond Grimes and L.A. Knight would lose to the Grizzled Young Veterans via pinfall. And we know how much Thomas hates the Grizzled Young Veterans. Grizzled Young Vaginas. I actually think they should be on the main roster. Like, again, like, it's not just me. Most everyone hates that team. No, not mostly everyone. And then, oh, wait, no. next up, in a pre-taped video, Dakota Kai explained that Raquel Gonzalez had taken her spotlight away. She refused to be the sidekick for the woman she mentored straight to the top. She mocked Raquel for never seeing this turn coming. And then, after that, like Peyton said earlier, we are now getting an NXT Women's Championship match between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai at TakeOver 36. Yeah. And then we would continue the NXT breakout tournament, Trey Baxter going up against Joe Gacy. And, and winner of that match, 
And moving on in the tournament, Trey Baxter defeating Joe Gacy by pinfall. And then, I believe this was next, Samoa Joe would attack security. Samoa Joe would attack security through rage. Well, William Regal told Samoa Joe that he had brought security to keep Joe and Cross away from each other. And then there was a video package showing the history of Joe and Cross. And then after that, all that chaos went down. We had Prime Target, a video package for the match between Walter and Ilya Dragunov happening at NXT TakeOver 36. I'm going to be honest, I'm actually excited for Walter versus Dragunov because the first match was a barn burner. I wonder how the second match is going to go. I but SummerSlam weekend, those two cars with TakeOver and SummerSlam actually look bigger than Mania Weekend. Honestly, yeah. I'm more excited this for this weekend than I was for Mania Weekend. Mm -hmm. But then we get on to the main event of the show, which is the love her or lose her match between Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. And at the end of the match, love does not conquer all as Johnny Gargano defeats Loomis by pinfall to end Index. But oh, however, at all. Right, because Indy, after the match, ran into the ring and kissed Dexter Loomis. Index, and kiss him, Index forever. Yeah, that was more than kiss him. That was a that, that, that was index a, forever. That was a freaking freaking mega session, bro. Like, like. Yeah, that that was not okay. That was a fucking makeout session. <laughs> I was I was I was nearly as bad as Lee and Edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True that. <laughs> Lee and Edge was a disaster. Yeah, it was. Well, that does it for NXT. All right, now let me move on to AEW. Homecoming, which is the, which is returned to Daly's place, the fact the, the place that made them who they were during the pandemic. So, uh, our first match was the third labor of Jericho, Jericho versus Juntavid Guevara, with with, with with the stipulation of Jericho m must win with a top rope move, and the winner of that match was Jericho with a Spit with a platopro Judas effect. So, even though, even though um, Jericho did hit the Judas effect, it was by the uh, time up. So, up next, we had uh, I believe next up we had John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen versus. Daniel Garcia and the debuting tag team of 2.0 ever normally known as Ever Rise or or how we call it Ever Ass. Wow. Yeah. Well, what you guys call it. I'm yeah. not about that. Yeah. Ever Ass sucks. Anyways, Winner of the match was Moxley, Kingston, and Allen. And then they showed the package of the Team Taz Betrayal. And then 
Next up, we get ourselves Christian Cage taking on The Blade. And the winner was Christian Cage via a spear. So, yeah. Uh, then we have a, have a video package of FTR and Ortiz. And then introducing Britt Baker. And she tries to, and then the outcome's Red Velvet. Which is going to be, uh, probably going to be her next challenger. Probably. Oh. Yep, I, I believe uh, Baker's going to be defending her title against Red Velvet on Rampage. They do next Friday. So that's pretty cool. And then... Um... And then... Yep. Delete in Dark Order again with the... Uh, um, Delete standing tall. Dan Lambert says next week he's bringing it back up against Lance Archer. And then... Alright, next up we have ourselves the TNT Championship match between Miro and Lee Johnson. And the winner, and still, TNT Champion Miro. And then, the co-main events, the MWA Women's World Championship elim el Eliminator match between the Bunny and Layla... How do you, spell, how do you say his name? Harsh? Hirsch? I don't know spell your name, but um, um anyway, the winner. Uh, the correct verbiage would be uh, Layla Hirsch. Hirsch, thank you. Yeah, because she is uh she's originally from Moscow, Russia. Gotcha. Thank you. She wasn't giving me, wasn't she? Layla. No, 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 no. This is a different. Wait, oh. wait, hold on. Let me look at that real quick. Layla. Okay, hold on. Layla. Hirsch. No. You're talking about you're talking about Layla from WWE. This is uh. Layla Hirsch. Hirsch. Uh, she's been the independent scene here. Uh, her residence is in New Jersey at this point. And she spent the early part of her career in combat combat zone wrestling. Oh. Okay. Um, and then winner was Layla Hirsch. And yeah, then she was born. Oh, oh my go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, about Hirsch. If you guys do not know about Hirsch, uh, she was born in Moscow. She was adopted by an American couple in, at the age of eight, and she became an amateur wrestler in high school and college. And well. <clears throat> She's been in a relationship with fellow wrestler Ashley Fox in 2018. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Alright, and now the main event. Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. And, and this is when Hope One comes in. And this is... Uh... So the thing is, Black, Black won the match. So basically, Cody Rhodes was hit a table at ringside. He gets back in the ring before ten, but the black hits the black mass. One, two, three, with one foot. 
And then... I hated this. And then, uh, Cody was, uh... Cody was planning on retire, but... I think, I think he's gonna retire. So... And then, and then Malka comes back around and attacks Cody behind with a crutch. And then, and then, and then Dynamite ends with Black ending Cody's route, and that's how we end AEW Dynamite. Well, we begin with Impact Wrestling with a match between Chris Bay with the Never Openweight Champion Jay White and Juice Robinson. And at the end, the end of the match, it is Chris Bay with a art of finesse. And then after the match, I'm going to do this quick. Chris Bay, White just handed Chris Bay a Bullet Club shirt, and he's officially part of the Bullet Club. Next, ma next match. Uh, yeah, it's all descriptions, motherfucking yada yada. yada. But. I and I want to discuss about the highlight of the night. And you're gonna like this, Peyton. It was a it, there was a promo from Rewalt and Perazzo, King of Queen of Homecoming, and then out comes uh Mickey about uh, Perazzo brags her accolades until Mickey James comes out, and apparently <clears throat> Perazzo signed the contract to defend the knockouts title and empower and get this her opponent. Get this. Former WWE Women's Champion, Melina. Hmm. It is going to be Jane. It is going to be Melina versus Perazzo at Empower for the knockouts title. Oh, where are the fucking matches at here? There's only one match. I knew someone this week was it. Got confused between two of them. Yeah. Hold on. Wait a freaking minute. What? Diana Perazzo is defending the Impact Knockouts Championship against Effin Molina. Correct. She's facing Melina. Uh, okay. Uh. Alright, go on. Go on, Thomas. <sighs> yeah, I can't find any matches. All I see is a lot of fucking descriptions. My God, Kimberly vows to bring mother to the souls. Tough, uh, she requires. Okay, there we fucking go. Jake Stuffing versus Davari versus Rahit Rushu versus Trey Miguel. No contender for the X Division Championship, mm -hmm. and the winner is is Jake Stuffing with the Black Hole Slam and Peyton. What's up? What What's up with your fucking reaction here? So you said that the Good Brothers in Dark Order are having a match at Dynamite for the Impact Championship, Tatty Championships, right? Yes. Why? 
never mind. Go ahead. No, no, you can tell me. You can tell me. I am shocked. Like, completely shocked they're actually putting an Impact title on the line at uh, at AEW. Like, I, I know it's for the freaking... The... The partnership? But... <sighs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay, there we go. It, the next match is Fire Flavor, Drew Hogan, and Tasha Steeles against Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. And apparently, um, Ellering and Grace have matching ring attire at this point this, at this in this match. At the end of the match, it is Grace and Ellering with a when Ellering connects a assisted black hole slam to scored the pinfall and apparently at the then at, after the match this is where fire flavor breaks up Savannah, Savannah Evans make a presence to lay down Kira Hogan while Tasha Steeles watches on and Tasha leaves when with Evans by her side so fire flavor Godzo Damn. Hmm. Damn. That kind of sucks. Yep. And then there's a, and then that's then Frankie Kazarian says that the ongoing wars against the elite has brought him to Impact Wrestling for the first time in seven years. Yada yada yada. <laughs> Boom. And then. Then Scott Demore adds Swan and Mac to the Impact World Tag Team Championship match at Emergence by defeating Bob by Design last week. Okay, next the next next match is a squash match. Steve Backlund versus Jossie. Uh, Aled, uh, I can't hear you because you're muted. I just said who. It's Jossie. It's a motherfucking jobber. At the end of the match, Macklin hit a signature sit-down slam to, to quick work to his opponent. And then after the match, Macklin assaults this motherfucking jobber until P.D. Williams makes the save to send him retreating. And then, as he prepares for the number contendership, number contenders battle roll next week, as in this Thursday, Chris Saban declares the rivalry from with Moose is far from over. And your main event of the evening, the Impact World Champion Kenny Omega, the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, and. Wait, is this the main event? Yeah, that's the main event. <clears throat> okay. As I was trying to say, Omega, Good Brothers, and uh, against Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, and for the first time in over seven years, making his impact return, Frankie Kazarian. When he came out, um, 
the crowd was chanting, Welcome home. That's true. Yeah, this is his, yeah, this is his, this is the first wrestling brand that Kazarian was in. Before WW but hold on. Is it before like, before A sure. before AW because I because I, I, I don't think he and was WWE. Was he the no. impact and him and Christopher Daniels went to ROH and then AEW. Hold on a minute. Bro, I wish I just told you what happened. Actually, wait, hold on. Actually, yeah, I don't. Impact was his. Impact was his first brand. Then WWE. Then get back to. Impact. When was and he in the then AEW. Two thousand five. Wow. Huh. So what happened in the show, Thomas? All I did was ask. You don't have to bitch about it. Uh, anyway, at the end of the match. Eddie Edwards delivered. Eddie Edwards got the win by pinfall after the, the after the finisher, the Boston Me Party, which is the Shining Wizard. After the match, Eddie Edwards is celebrating when W. Morrissey blindsided him. Morrissey laid out Edwards with a power powerbomb, and that's how we end Impact Wrestling. Smackdown. Had a lot of things, but there was something very unexpected happening. Thirteen releases happened while SmackDown was airing. Leon Ruff, Giant Zangier. We also had Kona Reeves released. Zachariah Smith. Former referee Stephen Smith. Ari Sterling and Asher Hale. Tyler Rust from the Diamond Mine. I have no idea why that happened. Desmond Troy. Jake Atlas. Mercedes Martinez. Bobby Fish. And Bronson Reed. All been released from WWE. Why? Bronson Reed was a huge shock. About his future. Don't forget that. Bronson Reed had a bit of a bright future. Hmm. But anyway, we don't want to take too long, so we're just going to go straight to Friday Night Smackdown and what happened there. Sasha began the show calling out Bianca Belair. And after that, Bianca would come out and accept Sasha Banks' challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. But not only that, Zelina, would ve Zelina Vega would come out and also challenge Bianca for a match. Challenge was accepted also, but it was for that night. So there was a match set between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And then the first match of the night, we'd have Dominic Mysterio versus Jey Uso. Dominic Mysterio would hit the 619 on Jay, but he got distracted by Ray taking out Jimmy. He would go for the frog splash. Jay Uso would get out of the way, super kick Dominic, and then hit the frog splash. Jay Uso would then defeat Mysterio by pinfall. 
we also get the announcement that the SmackDown Tag Team Championships will be defended by the Usos at SummerSlam against the Mysterios. And then we got an Intercontinental Championship contenders match between champion Apollo Crews and Shinsuke Nakamura. But in the match, it ends in a DQ finish thanks to Commander Aziz. So Nakamura technically defeats Crews. Hold on, what happened to the stream? Why is there no picture? Why can't we only see it? Oh, there it is. I see it. But anyway, Nakamura wins by disqualification. So I guess Nakamura would still technically get an opportunity at the title, right? Considering he won? Yep. So we could be seeing that match at SummerSlam. If he doesn't wear his white attire, it's fine. If he wears his white attire, I hope he loses. <laughs> but next match we had was between Tegan Knox and Tamina. It looked like Tamina would win with a Samoan drop, but Shotzi Black part or Shotzi would shoot a little rocket right near Tamina distracting her and then Tegan Knox would take advantage with a roll up and would defeat Tamina so I guess we might be getting a women's tag team championship match very soon between Shotzi and Knox and Tamina and Natalia as soon as she recovers yeah Tegan Knox is that, like yep Tegan Ox is one of the most unpredictable uh, superstars to, to make their debut on SmackDown, so at least the, expect the unexpected here if SummerSlam if they win the tag team titles. Where the hell has Tony Storm been? Yeah. I don't know why Tony Storm hasn't been showing up. She only showed up once and that was it. Have they already forgotten about Tony Storm or something? I don't think so. Probably. I hope I not. Don't think so. I don't think so. They're not. What? I mean, so. She might have COVID or something. I don't know. They would have announced it or something. Yeah. But anyway, Edge would come out to the ring, calling out Seth Rollins for a match at SummerSlam. Edge would say. Or not Edge. Seth would say at first that he has to think about it, but then, after that, Edge would convince Seth to say yes by enraging him, especially when Edge called Rollins an Edge light, which completely set Rollins off. And we got the match, official, at SummerSlam, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's, uh, fucking finally. He wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. So this was the best match of the night, like, honestly. Yeah. We'll Next kill. up, we had a tag team match. The returning Street Profits would go up against the Dirty Dogs, consisting of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And at the end, Montez Ford would hit the five-star frog splash and pinning the Dirty Dogs for the win. They Street Profits the, 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 again. The, the, the thing is, they actually now call that the cash out. <laughs> The cash out? Yes. Hmm. I thought the cash out was something else. Um. That's yeah. The, yeah. The the cash out is the uh, the the frog splash. Okay. Good to know. From the heavens. Imagine if that was the actual name. But it, anyway, it's not. It's called the. It's called the cash out. 
Next up, we had Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. It would end with Zelina Vega losing to Bianca via a KOD. Bianca Belair would defeat Zelina Vega right away. And I think it was a contenders match or something? No. No, no contenders match. I don't, I, I don't think it was, because... Actually, I think it was... If, I think it was something with if Zelina Vega beat Bianca, she would get either Banks or Banks if she... Banks or Belair after no, SummerSlam, I believe. No, 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 no. I thought that was what it was. It, it yeah. literally had nothing to do with that, but okay, you guys think it's Banks, but you don't. Moving on. And then we get to the final match of the night, Finn Balor taking on Baron Corbin. This was essentially nothing for Baron Corbin as he quickly lost to Finn Balor with the coup de gras. And then after the match, he would call out John Cena. But then Roman Reigns would come out. After the break, Reigns refused to acknowledge Balor, to which the inaugural Universal Champion responded by shoving him out of the ring. And then the Usos would jump out and attack Finn Balor. But then Finn Balor would fight back, and then we get a brawl between Roman Reigns. And at the end of the fight, Finn Balor is laid out as the Usos and Roman Reigns stand tall, ending Friday Night SmackDown. Cena should have come out there. Yeah, Cena, Cena should have come out there, but... How dare Cena not show up on SmackDown? The, the, the thing is, like, he's, he's only there for, like, dark matches now. Until SummerSlam. Eh... <sighs> We want him on TV. Well, well, actually announced on. He's on SmackDown next week, but okay. Hopefully, but everyone. They, they, yeah. Well, everyone, that will do it for this roundup because I gotta go cook right now. So, uh, hopefully, everyone does enjoy the roundup. Make sure when you leave, you like the video, comment down below, subscribe, always make sure you read them out of my content from us. Thank you to our sponsor, Anchor.fm. The Easiest way to get your podcast for free, go to anchor.fm to create your podcast. And also, uh, go follow wherever all of our podcasts are be. Go follow our Twitter, go subscribe to our separate channels. Hopefully we will see you, I think, Wednesday, I think Wednesday at around 6.30? Because no, I think the best... Best day is Friday because I got the patrons at this point. Right. So Noble wanted to ditch to see a football game. Yeah. Talk about football. Yeah. What? No, no, no. It's an important football game I'm going to with my program. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everyone, uh, we will see you here. We will see you here Friday. For the regular podcast, because because of double going to the game, we're, we're gonna move a podcast over to Friday. So hopefully, just for this week. Just for this week. <coughs> Anyways, for Led Ross and Noble, this is Pain Cast saying, "Always the best, best in life." Russell Ark out. Peace.
Uh, growing up ain't easy. Too many things to do weekly. Too many thoughts to think deeply. Too many thoughts to be sleeping. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not eating. I feel so empty. I'm receding. And all of my friends are misleading All of these posts and the lives are leading Yeah, oh, no way I ain't gonna stand for this today I'ma keep my head down, I'm okay I don't wanna listen to a word they say Uh, and we all know fear is a slogan Yeah, and we all feel broken Yeah, and we all outspoken Need someone who could just go Sometimes I struggle in this place Been in circles several days Never knowing the right 